Hello, good people. You are listening to the non-music version of the Digital Comp. If you want to get the full experience to include the accompanying playlist, then head over to our Mixcloud page at mixcloud.com slash digital comp. Okay, so welcome back to the Digital Comp. We're into a new season, and um, I don't know about you, Naomi, but I'm really looking forward to getting back into the into the groove you know it's been a it's been an age i think it, it has it feels like it and so much has happened and yet so little has happened all at the same time absolutely i know we took the summer off i mainly to kind of chill out and to reflect on the previous season and to see kind of where we wanted to take the podcast next um mm. and i'm sure we'll get into that in the episode as well just to talk a little bit about that i think the big thing um for me coming out of out of all that reflection period is the fact that it's you know still in love with the idea of creating space for people to sort of chill out and to contemplate some of the big and small questions about life which i think is what this is about and and contemplating those questions from the point of view of gaining uh, more insights mental clarity and really just a sort of overall general well-being um yeah so what did you do with, what did you do with Jerry and did a break? What were you up to? What did you do in relationship to the podcast? And uh, how did you use that time away? Because we didn't record on a Friday or on a normal time and didn't kind of get involved in all of that. So hopefully, well, I think the intent was that it freed up space to, um, yeah, to, to get a view, a macro view of, you know, our sort of project here. Yes, uh, and you're absolutely right. That was our intent. Um, on what I actually did on the, we used to go live on a Tuesday night. Uh, and what I actually did on the Tuesday nights was actually hung out with my husband. Um, and so it was just really nice to have an extra evening together where we may not have done anything specifically, but it was great for us to be able to connect and have a conversation not quite midweek but kind of close to midweek um so so that was how i spent kind of the nights or the the time we would actively uh, be working together on the podcast instead of with you i spent it with my actual <laughs> lawfully married husband um, but my contemplation about the podcast yeah very uh similar to you was kind of well similar to you in that i we obviously reflected um you know, we we had obviously a couple of conversations along the way, but it was great actually that we both had the headspace to really think about, you know, what you know, what does this mean for us individually, um, and then to be able to bring that back together, and and what do we want to do with it? So yeah, I mean, we we kind of came up with the actually, you know, it's we're really into our well being, which is clearly certainly my driver. Hmm. Um, and just to be more intentional about what we're offering and how we're offering it um, yeah. and then obviously we've we've talked together and we've come up with with kind of a, a I wouldn't say a grand plan but we have a we have a strategy I suppose we have a uh, what's the word would it be a straw man to work with and see yeah well, I think there's a you know there's just the evolution of the podcast as it continues to 
uh, to evolve as these things uh, should do. I mean, I used the time and the space, which was great for me to, you know, do more reading. I read some pretty cool books, which we'll explore across um, the time frame. Did a lot of writing. Um, I've streamlined uh, a number of systems and workflows. Uh, and I think the other thing that was valuable for me out of that, the sort of over the break was being able to hone in on how I want to add value to the world, really. Um, and, and you know, now that we're back into the game, some of that will start to reveal itself in the sort of uh, coming weeks. And, you know, I think from a format point of view, just as if you were a, a, a long-time listener, the format's essentially the same. I mean, we, um, we're not going to go record the podcast live every week. We may do some weeks it'll be live. Um, if I can get the whole radio thing working, the radio streamer working, we'll, we'll, we'll go live on that um, just so that if people did want to listen in while we were recording that they could do. Um, we won't record live on Mixcloud necessarily um, like we were doing sort of weekly, but we do have a dedicated uh, digital comm um, Mixcloud page, which we'll link that all in the sort of sh show notes. And you know, we got all the spaces. So we got the Twitter set up. We got the Tumblr piece set up. Websites being built. Um, and I think all of this is leading towards um, beefing up this idea. You know, we're, you know, the whole point of creating this space and creating a space for people to sort of uh, chill out and contemplate these big and small questions um, is, you know, the real driver behind this. And, and we're going to talk about in this issue, no issue, issues, the newsletter, and <laughs> um, we're going to talk about on this episode is um, the benefits of creating a contemplative practice and kind of get into the nuances between what is contemplation um how does contemplation differ from meditation for instance and and you know we are with in mindfulness how does how does contemplation differ from mindfulness uh, so you know you got those three concepts and they're kind of similar in some aspects but what's the difference between the three um and then yeah the benefits of of adding a contemplative practice i think we'll we'll get into okay so let's um let's get into the episode let's get into thinking about uh, what we want to talk about um today and uh yeah let's go for it I think well, we might be a bit out of practice i think <laughs> absolutely and i was thinking that actually although we were saying to people who've been listening to us for a while we're kind of changing things slightly actually hopefully we're you know, we've got some new people listening to us too. So I thought it might be uh, just worth giving kind of like an overview and, and actually because our own thoughts have evolved on what we're doing, what we're focusing on and what we're offering, I thought it might be useful to step back for a minute and to say, you know, well, what's Digital Calm about? We've said it's about um, offering a, a time to pause, to reflect, to kind of unplug in the middle of the week. Um, but there's more behind it than that. So when we've been talking over the past few months, we've really been honing in on probably three main areas. Um, and that would be well-being, self-discovery, and yeah, I would say your love of philosophy. I love it, but I have to rely on you a lot. 
Um, and what we mean by that is well-being is kind of a, you know, and, and this is sort of a, a work in progress explanation, but we would see well-being as things that make you happy, feel fulfilled, kind of a healthy, wealthy and wise side of thing. Um, the self-discovery, that's about you finding knowledge for yourself. Um, it's sense making of the world and your life and your part in it. It's very much about you uncovering things. So you might listen to uh, what Clay and I talk about, um, but it's all about you going away and, and reflecting or in the moment reflecting and, well, does that fit with your values? Does that fit with your beliefs? Um, and kind of questioning so that it helps you evolve within your own thoughts. And then the philosophy, well, that's kind of that search for the purpose or the, the deeper meaning and the, I would say, the greater sense of the world. And sometimes I can kind of be like Alice and I can fall down the rabbit hole and really not have a clue. Um, and that's where I get you to pull me back on track, Clay. But yeah, and, and part of pulling you back on track is remembering that the philosophy I'm into is more ancient Greek philosophy, which is about well-being, which is about self-discovery, which is about everyday living so you know, my favorite philosopher of course is socrates and he spent all his time in the marketplace talking to fishermen talking to the market people um he shunned the academy he shunned um you know just talking about stuff in the air somewhere his thing was very much about how to live i mean if you look at most of the greek sort of philosophy it was about how how to live um, and so that ac actually encompasses all of that, what, we, what you've just said there, isn't it? The whole, if we think of the, the driving question being how to live, you know, you've got this life, we're here for however long we're here for, you know, how are you, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> how, what's the best way to live? And, you know, I know we don't do morality so much here. We haven't really got into ethics and morals, um, but, you know, that is a branch you now what is right what's wrong um is another sort of concept um virtue was a big one i think from the ancient greek philosophers and i think you know from a contemplation point of view um and this idea of taking some time out to think and i think you know i always had this um well i have this this thing, and probably like Thoreau with philosophy and Nietzsche too, my other favorite guy, is they didn't really like academic philosophy. There was a real, you know, and, and if you use that term with people now, I think that's what they tend to think of. They tend to think of academic philosophy and brains and doing the sort of rational thinking and creating arguments where um, that is a, a stream of philosophy. Um, but in terms of its original concept, this lover of wisdom um, is what it translates to from the sort of Greece. It is a lover of wisdom, how to live, what's the, what's the right way to do, what to do with the time that you hear um, are all philosophical questions. Um, so and I think that's from the big picture point of view of, of the podcast, that's kind of the things that we explore. And we've got different labels, yes, well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, self-discovery and we, you know all these different labels but all of it is central to what the hell am I doing here mm. <laughs> what, um, yeah you know how to how to be a good human <laughs> in the end how to be um, a good human yes yeah so no, that's great and I think that's great and I think um, you know again as, if people listen to some of the back catalogue um, of the podcast 
and, and going forward um, in the stuff that we write and sort of put out, it kind of all fits into that space, I think. Mm, mm, absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking as you were talking then that apart from the fact that I love seeing your face light up when you talk about Socrates, it's amazing, actually. You kind of, you start to sparkle. Um, it really is about actually what are we learning? What are we understanding as we go through life? And, and I, you know, would use the term probably practical wisdom and maybe it's not practical, maybe it's applied wisdom. So, you know, we're of an age and a stage where we've lived quite a, a large chunk of life and we understand ourselves to a certain extent. And then we're kind of taking that knowledge and applying it and, and trying to still keep learning and growing and evolving. And I think that's what drives both of us. Um, you know, we don't want to stagnate. We do want to just keep seeing what's out there and and essentially you know this is kind of our journey and we want to share that as an offering to help or to 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 give other people the space to also have find their own journey um by kind of joining in a, a with ours absolutely all right so what are we talking about in this episode so as you introduced it beautifully before you were saying well what we've titled it is the art of contemplation so contemplation you know I love my dictionary definitions so I pulled my very old Oxford English reference dictionary off the shelf and contemplate could be to survey with the eyes or in the mind it could also be to regard in brackets an event as possible um, intend to have as one's purpose or to meditate. And I really liked all four of those because I think you could pick them out and have them very separately as your uh, explanation. But actually, I think all four of those are very relevant to our topic of the art of contemplation. Yeah. And if I was defining contemplation, um, as I think of it as a practice for me, it's about studying or observing something carefully and then thinking deeply about it. So it's, it's, and hence what we do here, we say, you know, take a pause and I'll talk about a process. Um, so we're going to talk about the benefits of contemplation and I'll, I'll outline sort of my contemplation practice and the, a process that you could follow um, and doing that so you know that's uh, and, and you know I go if you go do a search on contemplation online you'll come across a number of different things with the you know the the aspect of contemplation as we're talking about it here uh, is about that sort of deep thinking about something that slowing down you know there, there can be analytic thinking um, and you can do the sort of logic thing but contemplation goes a little bit more that you kind of it's more pensive it's more thinking deep about um, a subject and looking for the connections that um, that will come out of that. And sometimes the contemplation, um, you know, you put a lot of stuff in the brain and it's percolating um, and contemplation can happen in different spaces. It doesn't always need to be that I'm going to go sit out in the garden and sit still. Sometimes it's in the shower or sometimes it's while you're driving um i like to do the my coffee contemplation so you know to create space to have contemplation um you know sometimes to make not to make it grandiose and i gotta carve out this you know huge swath of time 
uh, in my day to do it, I do the coffee contemplations. You know, we all kind of sit down and have a cup of coffee or a tea or some kind of drink. And it's in that space, you know, I'll dedicate one of my coffee drinks, uh, however the length of time it takes me to drink that coffee, that's my contemplation um, time. Um, and I'll talk about some techniques for how to go from, you know, the contemplation, how do you how do you connect those, how do you look, you know, the sort of dots and the insights and various ways to sort of um, get to the benefits of what contemplation then brings for you. But, I mean, do you have an active contemplative practice or do you do meditation and mindfulness? And I think there's a, there's a distinct difference between the three. Um, and some people do all three. Um, I think I tend more to do the contemplation bit every now and then I'll do some mindfulness and or and meditation but my main gig is is contemplation yeah and you know I'm smiling because obviously we've both done our notes individually and and we've kind of both had those kind of big chunks if you like that we're, we're looking at so do I have a practice no I don't actually and one of the things that I was thinking when I was you know kind of preparing for the recording was uh, for sorry for the podcast was actually I don't contemplate I have things ticking away in the back of my head so I suppose I do contemplate but not in well frankly not in a very effective way and that was a real eye-opener. So obviously I started to contemplate contemplation because we were talking about it. And that real was, it was a real kind of, it stopped me in my tracks when I went, hmm, because I'm not giving myself a proper space in which to do that, actually it's sort of leaking throughout my life and isn't really working. It's not effective. So that was really interesting. How um, could you say that? You do it I when know. you do the podcast. You I know. do this is our contemplation time now. Well, but but remember, <laughs> we haven't done it for what six weeks, maybe. Yeah, something um, like that. And so that was a, a real insight. And you're abs- I mean, to me, I, I agree. You're absolutely right. There is a big difference between contemplation and meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. And I think kind of you know these things have been around and and in the public arena now for long enough that people are talking about them and starting to understand a, a difference um and in terms of meditation i mean you know you start with meditation you could talk about a guided meditation you could talk about simply sitting there and following your breath or stilling the mind or imagining the clouds passing by you know there's there's so many different types of, of meditation so all that talk about coffee made me thirsty for coffee so i had to go get a coffee <laughs> doing a break even though i missed my song <laughs> you did I, you did wow. i wondered where you'd gone <laughs> yeah no i needed a coffee but i've been listening while well, i was listening to the song earlier i was listening to the whole of the playlist actually earlier which i tend to do to make sure it has the sort of the right feel and flow so yeah but i needed a coffee uh, anyway, so, <laughs> and as I was getting a coffee, one of the things I was thinking about is um, why do we do the music? So, I mean, mm. the podcasting, you know, most podcasts are just talk podcasts. And um, we made a decision at some point in time when we used to be branded as the wisdom experience that we wanted to switch to 
um, kind of kind of a radio format, I guess it, it was that we were looking at and playing music and then chat. And so why why music? I know why I have music just because I kind of love music and I find that it creates, um, you know, if I'm if I want to drift away, if I want to uh, have a deep feeling about something or through something or uh, using a vehicle to journey, music is just a space and it's so many varieties and forms of music that I can use for different purposes. I use music to, you know, get pumped up at the gym when I'm going. So it's a different kind of music that I'm playing there than if I want to, you know, feel all and, you know, all, I don't know, what do you call relaxed. it? Relaxed. Relaxed. <laughs> I've got that. If I want to feel um, combative or, you know, sort of, uh, you know, active activist status. <laughs> I know music is just everything, I guess, for me anyway. I don't know about you, but it's it's the two things in life for me, apart from family, uh, is books and music. I don't mm. care about anything else, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, and I used to feel the same about music. And then I kind of got out of the... Um, out of the habit uh, once I had children because my eldest son is deaf um, when he was a baby we became aware that we actually needed to keep the environment incredibly quiet to give him every chance to learn to speak and so it was very kind of conscious that instead of me having music playing or, or I play music I play piano um, or just singing to myself uh, you know having the radio on all of that kind of stopped and I kind of got into a place where I, I hadn't realized actually just the negative effect that that was was causing on me somewhere, um, I read somewhere that um, we can't live without music and now when they say music even as simple as the heartbeat is mm, a beat um, exactly which I find and if you think about and I think about how important music is to society and everything like if you try to watch a, f a f you know, and you, you know, the difference between the music that's in the soundtrack and the the sound design of a of a of a um, a movie has a you know again it has you know if you change that up it just makes things feel different and um, yeah it's a it's a strange concept the whole music thing I mean I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. I got a couple of books that I want to read um, that explores in depth about. The, our connection to music and what that connection might be but i haven't gotten around to reading them but i'm interested in finding out that bit but yeah no, uh, well that would be really interesting um maybe something that we again we could dive in a little bit deeper uh, in another episode yeah no, absolutely. one of the things that you were just saying was okay so why did we choose music and as you said we you know we'd been doing the wisdom experience podcast we'd done 20 odd episodes of that um, they are still available online at the wisdom experience podcast.co.uk you can go and listen to those anytime you choose and then we were ready we were ready to try something different because you know we are about growth and evolution and kind of testing ourselves and stretching ourselves um, as well as just trying out things because we want to find you know I, I use the term effective quite a lot um, we wanted to find something that or, or we want to make sure that what we're doing is effective so we introduced music which if you remember I was pretty nervous about actually I didn't know if I would be able to keep a thread of conversation 
conversation going through playing music. Uh, there was there was all sorts that for some reason it threw me into a bit of a spin um, and that's even with you doing all the technical side of it but what turned out if you remember was that I absolutely adore the music I loved the music it was a way that you reintroduced me to music actually um, and I was listening to songs that either I'd never heard before. So they were really fresh, even if they were from the eighties, they were fresh to me. And some of that is because obviously we were on different continents all those years ago. So I hadn't heard of some of the people you grew up with. And some of them were just things that I had listened to, but hadn't heard for many years. And it, I felt it really changed the dynamic of, of what we were doing. And in fact, we ended up having some quite lively conversations um, and energetic conversations, I should say, which were not necessarily very much about digital calm. So what we've done now, and you know, we're talking quite a lot, but the idea is that if this is a, a contemplative space, we've introduced the music, we're going to try having two songs back to back to really give you who's listening time to sit there and if you wanted to journal or to ask yourself a question or to write down some thoughts that are coming to your mind that you want to clear from the day that's why we're now playing those two songs back to back and tonight's tunes are particularly good and in flow for that kind of contemplation space yeah and i think it's um you know the the music just is something to sit back to and sort of listen to and some of the you know, fans of the podcast, it's a way for them to unwind. Um, and in the same way, and generally I find that, you know, the people who are into the podcast as we have it now, they like music um, and they like to talk, but so it's a, a best of both kind of worlds. So I can listen to some tunes that I can relax to, um, but also uh, listen to the conversation and participate in the conversation either um, actively when we do it live or again, it, you know, afterwards where you spend time sort of with your journal, which we'll talk about a little bit later on when I talk about the sort of process of, of my sort of contemplation um, practice. Now, um, one of the things, and I guess the question that I, you know, that I was exploring when I was thinking about contemplation, the contemplation practices, you know, well, well, you know why why do i why do why do i do it um and i think it's something it's something i've always done although i wouldn't you know i wouldn't have known i wouldn't have used the word contemplation um back in the day but it's it's played a huge part in um i think my life my development um as you know i'm just so much into uh my books and you know, my connection with knowledge um, and just wanting to know everything that there ever was in the world that you could know. Um, you know, just you know, the books for me is just a great adventure. Um, and so part of that, um, as I'm wrestling with concepts that I learned from what I'm reading, it is to go into that deep thinking aspect and just mull over something. And it's just usually just... It can be just a single concept, um, and and just to and I one of my things I do is I pace around when I'm contemplating and and talk out loud. So someone looking on the outside will probably think I'm some kind of nut bar because I'm walking um, and I'm talking to myself <laughs> or the universe or whoever. But you know I'm, I'm I, I 
almost for me, add emotion is a big part of my sort of contemplative practice. Um, is moving around, whether that's pacing around the room or going for an extended walk. Um, in fact, I get my best insights from contemplative walking. I go for a walk um, and I'm almost, I say mindlessly walking, but I'm in deep thought. So I'm not actually paying that much attention to um, the environment and what's around me. Um, I'm just into this rhythm, and then that rhythm of walking uh, loosens more connections and synapses, and everything's kind of firing on uh, multiple cylinders and dimensions um, for me. And that's where I gain a lot of insights from uh, from doing it. So I think that's the main one of the main reasons I do it is is for the insights that come um, out of contemplation. Yeah, and, and those insights, if I say, what do they do for you? I mean, I know that's a huge question because obviously it would depend on what the insights are, but can you give us a couple of examples? Of yeah, so insights. So for me, I always look at things as one, like this is a one big giant uh, journey that we're on. And, you know, we're always looking for different clues and signs and omens in terms of, you know, as guides to where where I'm going, what does everything mean? What does what, what I'm doing mean in the greater scheme of things of my life? And these insights for me are just little puzzle pieces that help you to stitch that together. So if you were, you know, trying to figure out what your purpose is, for instance, if that was something you were sort of contemplating or and, and wanting to figure out that, so you'll, through these sessions, you get little tiny insights. And sometimes they're huge epiphanies and sometimes they're just a really minor thing, but that minor thing slots into the into the greater puzzle, and then you've got one more piece of the puzzle. So for me, the what comes out of that and the benefits of these insights is it's helping me to complete that puzzle piece on whatever it is that um, I'm kind of working to. And it's, you know, there's this... Um, it's the, the connections and the associative thinking that comes out of it. So if you know if you believe in this concept that everything touches everything else, contemplation is a way uh, to gain insight into the interconnectivity of all things. So as you're contemplating, um, it's almost like you're getting there's different patterns you begin to notice, there's different associations you notice, and then you notice the connections between one thought to another thought to another thought. And, you know, we talk about the subconscious mind and the power of that, and contemplation is is, is, is looking into that mirror and seeing what's reflected back out and all that's fair. And some of it doesn't even make sense, but then, you know, out of one of these sessions, you'll get some small piece. Like I even had one to today. Um, in fact, I ended up being late to the gym because, you, you know, when these come, I have to capture them <laughs> um, because it just came and I couldn't turn off the tap. And so, you know, it was a half an hour uh, late getting to the, to the gym. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, you know, that's one of the huge things for me anyway. Um, and if we, yeah, well, look, unless you got another follow-on question, I'll go to another uh, another couple of songs here. 
and then we can come back in and just maybe outline some of the benefits of contemplation. Uh, That'd be helpful. Okay. Yeah, I think it would. Um, I, I really, you know, I mean, you've kind of tantalized us a little bit by saying you're going to talk about your process. And I oh, yeah, no, I'll do that too. Yeah. Process is. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe let's talk about your process so that people have, have got a, you know, they an, a how to, which, you know, that I'm obviously always a big fan of. Um, and then we can kind of come to benefits. But I'm I was sort of slightly chuckling to myself, partly because with what you're sharing absolutely like this is you through and through um but also I, I remembered you posted something I think in your coffee contemplations or in the wisdom cafe over on Facebook which is our group over there and I think you you posted something about you know notice the connections that are going on this week or or the things that seem or that are connected or could be connected even if not at, at first sort of sight and uh, I, I have to admit that I've been chuckling to myself, Riley, I will say, when my car gave me a warning yesterday that apparently there's something up with my driver's airbag. And then my printer has been playing up at home and I've had a flashing green light on there. And then today in the car, not just as the airbag obviously still needs to be looked at, which I, I have booked it in, but then I have like a, it's called an eco start stop button, which is an A with a green kind of circle around it. And that was also playing up. And I was thinking, well, there you go. Those are my connections that I need to work on this week. Yeah. All my technology is failing. <laughs> Yeah, I yes. made me chuckle. Or maybe, yeah, no, exactly. There's some, there's something that'll be there. All right. So you want to know about my process? Yes. In terms of Spill contemplation practice. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, I haven't counted out how many years. I guess maybe it's nine. But I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the first part of it is creating pause moments. So when I talked about. Um, you know, doing my coffee contemplations, you know, that not every cup of coffee I'll do a co contemplation session, but generally in the morning. In fact, the first, my first act of life is my little contemplation over a cup of coffee as I'm coming back into the world, as I'm uh, connecting uh, whatever dreams I've had and catching those in the journal or um, just simply coming back to life <laughs> um and i just you know whatever i went to bed maybe if i was um putting something in the percolator to sleep on um that's that time that's like that's literally i go you know do the, the toilet run and then it's coffee contemplation uh the wake up one uh, and i won't say it's waking up because i'm awake as in i wake up naturally um so that's just my which is why I don't, which is why I get up. One of the reasons I get up early is because I can have that time. Like, you know, people who sleep right up to, as soon as you get up, you got to be in action mode. You got to get dressed. You got to do this. You got to, so, you know, I mean, I'm up by, I mean, this morning I was up at 4.30. Um, but I can ease into the day. I'm not in any hurry. And there's nobody asking for anything. And there's, so there's, there's no demands on my time at that time of the day. Nobody, nobody else is awake, so there's no demands on my time. So I can, I can ease into uh, my day. And usually, generally, um, I was doing five to seven was my sort of clay time, but because um, I've got a lot of stuff else going on, I've moved my workout to six in the morning. So four thirty to six is now my sort of time for 
the sort of contemplation aspect. So it's creating pauses, whether they're small pauses, um, whether you know, like you're driving, whether you're having a cup of coffee, or um, whether you are cooking, whether you're going for a walk to the grocery store, whether you're um, you know, standing in line, um, waiting for something, uh, whether you're on a hold. Um, so you create the pauses and you look for the pauses. Um, or I say create, as, but you can look. But for me, it's just create the pauses. Um, and you can have your big, grand ones. Like, you know, over the weekend, I guess it was, where we were out camping. So, you know, I'm up and looking at the sunrise. And, you know, that's an example of one where you say, okay, well, I've got this giant space and I'm out here in nature so I can make the giant pause, but they're not all that. So I have big pauses, little pauses, micro pauses um, uh, throughout the sort of day. And then the other thing I do is set an intention to explore. And I think maybe one of the differences, and I think this is an important step about setting the intentions, because otherwise it could just be daydreaming, which is nothing wrong with daydreaming. You get a lot of insights from daydreaming and active imagination um, aspect um, as well. We just have an, a random sort of daydream. But this, for me, for the contemplation, you set an intention to explore. So I'm putting something into the subconscious and saying, okay, infinite subconscious that's connected to all things in all times and places, past, present, and future, if you're into the block blockchain theory. Um, and I have that intention so that those associations that are about to happen can happen specifically for that intention. And whenever I do a, a contemplation walk, I'm going on a walk for specifically for contemplation, um, the journey of the walk, become, I set the intention at the beginning, so throughout the entirety of the walk, um, the magic can happen. And by the time I come around to the end of that, I come away with an insight or two. Um, and the second bit, or third, sorry, third one is sort of quiet the conscious mind. And I know this may sound a little bit like meditation, but not quite. Uh, meditation, um, you are quiet, you you know, there's lots of chatter and you're seeing that as the chatter that you're trying to calm down in meditation and it's an inward um, push or feel in the meditation space. Um, mindfulness is a presence aspect, so you're quiet in the mind to be present in the moment and to notice um, the present being. Um, and contemplation does a little bit of both of those, but it's an active mindset. So I'm actively thinking about a particular intention that I've set. So I'm not trying to, I'm trying to quiet out the um, normal chatter, I guess, of, you know, I got to go cook this, do that, or whatever. Um, but the mind isn't in the inward be still mode. The mind is in active mode. Um, the next step in that for me is tune into the free associations of your subconscious mind. So as you're in that sort of state, it's just noticing the things that come up and they don't have to make sense. I think that's a big clue for me is that it's, they don't have to make sense. And a, a part of the practice is beginning to, you know, just accept what comes. So you just, whatever, don't, because sometimes they'll be very clear 
what the how it's connected. Sometimes it won't. So it's just about tuning into those free associations, and then um, the the next step in that then is to allow your intuition then to connect the dots and look for the insights between these associations of things that may have come up um, during the session. Um, and I think so. Intuition, and I can't remember if we've done a an episode or, or not on intuition, but intuition plays a huge part of this as well um, in this process. Uh, next part of that process then is to reflect on the insights gained. So the dots have been connected, you know, intuition's done its thing, and you got these eureka moments. Sometimes they're big eureka moments, sometimes they're epiphanies, and sometimes they're just, uh, you know, just small insights, as I said earlier. They're just pieces of a puzzle to a larger puzzle. Um, and then, and here's the part that's, you know, I guess you have to, find your way to this but it's documenting the your insights is the next part of it and whether you want to catch that in a journal um i always carry uh, a recorder of some type with me on my walk so i can just talk into it or even downstairs you know in the morning ow. i'll turn on uh the recorder and record some some it so i don't have to try and remember um things i'll just use the recorder to do that um you could document it video um, but just document the insights so that you have a way and do it in the system to which you can you know journal helps because it's got the date the time and that kind of thing so you can and if you get into the habit of tagging um your entries um you can go and i've been using this new um uh app called logseg which is great and obsidian is another one they both work similar but one of the um things that it has is it has um basically it's like mapping your brain so if i bring up that view i see all these little dots and circles and maybe i can take a screenshot and share it in this and but it looks like your brain but you can but and then when you click on it you click on one dot then it shows you all the other connections to that one thought that you had you know you know in august and you see all the other things that's connected to it but this is why it's good to have a good tagging system um and doing it so that it's easy to see those uh connections there visit visually have a model of it and um, and then here comes the important part and we talk about when we get into the benefits of contemplation is you convert the insights into action and that's, I think, again, one of the huge differentiators between meditation, mindfulness, and this contemplate, contemplation um, is it's designed for you to convert insights into actions. So you're going to go do something with these um, insights. And then last, just documenting your, pro your progress. So just keeping the feel for, you know, from one day to the next in terms of whatever particular um journey that you're on so documenting um that that process and that's it all right what are your questions Fire so, away. i i think my kind of my first reaction is actually something that i um i sent over to you in in our chat which was actually to hear your process uh has suddenly 
put a lot of our conversations over the past two years kind of not into perspective, um, but it explains so much. So although I journal, um, I don't journal in you know, I don't have a process. Um, sometimes I set an intention. So it might be, okay, I'm going to answer this question. But I haven't got a full process like you've had. Uh, I might, yeah, just that's actually been quite mind blowing. So I think, you know, you were saying that actually, this is a huge part of your daily routine. And now you've explained it to to all of us in this process way, I get it. Uh, it's almost it's vital I can now feel you know you often talk about is you know do you do you want this as much as you need air it's like I so get it now you've explained the process so did this process kind of come about by kind of trial and error did somebody did you learn it from somebody did you pick it up from the zillion of books that you've read yeah how how has it kind of come about yeah so it's just evolved over over time i think um so yeah but i didn't take it from uh, any particular book or anything but i'm sure it's a combination of you know lots of things that i read marcus aurelius he talks a lot about comp contemplation the stoic philosopher um yeah and i think it's probably because it's my way of working out things as well so that's why it's kind of developed over the time so again it's like um you know i do have that kind of lone wolfish nature so i spend a lot of time um on these these journeys and so it's kind of developed uh over over a space of time um yeah and then you know sometimes you're changing things up or adding some things to this the sort of um mix to see what else might come out um in these so but that's the core process whereas you know sometimes i do add some different elements to it but that's the that's the core process well, yeah. and it, it, I think it's a fantastic cool process. I mean, you know, I sort of think actually, if I did this for you know even seven days, but if I did this for for twenty one days or twenty eight days on the trot, I I would be in a very different place than I am now. Um, so I'm I'm excited to kind of try this. So I was scribbling notes like mad as you were um, as you were sharing, um, and as I said, it's really interesting because there's bits of that that I do. But it's that process. It's the putting it together from start to end. Um, and I think that's why I I'm that. saying it's like a practice, isn't it? So we talk about, you know, you got your martial arts practice or your meditation practice. or um, So this is a contemplation practice. So it's it's part of a process. It's part of a practice, basically. They get up and it's like exercise. This is a, here is the practice. Um, mm. And this is the steps of it. And, you know, practice practicing every day um which I, and i think yeah i i just i'm really kind of so excited to to hear it there was one bit that i wanted to ask a little bit more about um which is the tagging entries now yeah. talk to us about that how do you tag and i don't mean kind of physically how do you tag, tag your entries or practically but what how would you create a tag what would you know how to tag it 
Yeah, well, all, yeah, yeah. All a tag is is a reference point. Like hashtags on Twitter is a is a, an example of a tag. In fact, most programs that you use that have tagging will use hashtag as the as the means to make the tag. Um, and it is based off the concept that the brain is an associative tool. You know, that's what mind maps are. Mind maps work because the brain is just has all these different interconnections that you that's just there and you throw a concept and then things just start coming. So it's that, it's like the mind map, just that's how the brain works. Um, and so when you tag things, you just tag them. Like I tagged, like on my notes using a log saying, I've got digital calm, which has its own sort of page. So it's like a, it's like a wiki. So everything that I ever write about digital calm or all be in one place. Um, and then I tagged it contemplation. So I've got a, that makes a page of contemplation. And then so everything that I ever write, uh, just like you do on Tumblr, you know, we do those tags at the bottom. Um, I do that in the, hopefully if whatever note taking system you have, you can make tags. Otherwise you need to get a different program. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I can go now and go contemplation and it'll bring up every thought I ever had on contemplation will all come into the space. Um, I mean, and so it's just that. It's like what's, so the tag is just what's the main idea in that um, space. I mean, I got, and you know, the tags can just go crazy. Um, just people like, you know, if I go and I got a Socrates one, I click on Socrates, every thought that I would have had, that came out of either talking about him or writing about him or reading something of his, all of that will come, come, come to me. So um, that way in your note-taking system, I can just focus on taking the notes. I don't have to, like if you use folders, then you got to have a folder, then i got to remember what folder it goes in and put it into that particular folder, and that becomes very hierarchical and stiff, whereas with this system, you just take the note um, and then afterwards you add a tag to it and then um, then the system does the rest. So, you know, I got here, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking down my list of tags and things I have, you know, chatbots and I can click on it and then every note I ever wrote about chatbots comes up. Um, so, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really, really helpful. Um, yeah. It's, again, you learn so much on different levels. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's, um, I suppose we need to talk about benefits of yes, contemplation. I was so just why have about a, to yeah, say. Why, why have a contemplation uh, practice to begin with? Um, some of the benefits then of contemplation, um, and this is just stuff I picked up from um, reading in psychology and the like. Um, uh, calm in the mind. It calms the mind and the spirit. Um, relieves worry and stress is another one. I think the big one for me out of here is it allows space for the mind to wander. That's the, you know, that's the one of the main components for me is that the mind just gets to go on this big giant journey. Um, another benefit is clarifying your thinking, generating new ideas with this sort of associative thinking. Um, and 
in these probably these last three here that I'm talking about, so allowing the mind to wander, clarity of clarifying your thinking and generating new ideas, and then this other one about creating space to find solutions to problems, especially problems that you're stuck on. So, I mean, you can try and squeeze it out of your brain analytically, and you're just working really hard to try and squeeze an answer. Um, but, you know, if you want to take advantage of the power of the mind, it's you know, put it in the percolator, go for a walk, and then go through that process of associative thinking, looking for the patterns and um, the connections, and, you know, you'll find a solution to the problem that you are. Um, and then one that's, you know, I talked about earlier when I was saying, you know, the doing what I'm doing is a, to bring value to the world. Um, it also creates space to reflect on your life and the world around you and your connection uh, to the world, or how you're interconnected with the world. So back to that concept of everything's connected to everything else, or everything touches everything else, um, if you're into your sort of alchemy, that everything's connected to everything else. Um, help you to clarify your, you know, we talk about some practical things, helps you to clarify your priorities. And then, of course, in the space that we like to play in, it's overall beneficial to your sort of well-being, mm. so happiness, creativity, um, all stems from, you know, cultivating an active contemplation process. Yes, and and I think that's that's the key thing. I think it does. It all stems from not just the fact that you're contemplating. But I think the fact that you have a process, you know, yes, that might change. Yes, it might flex. But the fact you have a process beneath what you're doing. So I might sit down and think, OK, how am I going to work through this, whatever this may be that's, you know, kind of preying on my mind? Um, or I might like, you know, you were saying, you know, I might be driving and I come to a red light. And just whilst that red light's on, I just consciously calm everything down. But this process that allows you to actually kind of take whatever's burbling away and actually kind of go through a process and come out with action at the end. I, I love that. I think that would be just so inspiring. Kind of it could be really inspiring, but there's something about it. And I can't quite find the word that I, I want. Um, but I just think it's really helpful to move people along in their day-to-day -day life, but with that much deeper meaning. So it's kind of finding that connection to yourself, but connecting to the, the bigger world at the, at the same time. Yeah, looking for all those connections. Okay, so conclusions about contemplations. Um, you start, what did you so take away? Okay, sorry, <laughs> I did, literally. Um, so, you know, obviously we've talked about what contemplation is, we've talked about how it is similar but different to, to meditation and mindfulness. And I think that my conclusion is very much that contemplation uh, you you can do you know you could you could contemplate things in a navel gazing kind of way which of course is a phrase that's used to mean that you don't necessarily do anything with the insights that you 
uncover, shall we say, or the connections that you make. Whereas actually what we're talking about is using contemplation uh, in a very considered way, um, but in a way using a process um, in a way that's freeing up the mind to actually think in a, a much freer and greater sense than when we're kind of stuck in stuck in in the in the the moment but not connected to it yeah no awesome um yeah absolutely and i think for me you know what i would offer to people is to just you know you mentioned about trying to you know doing a 28 day thing so i would i would offer to people to do a contemplation challenge and in fact maybe Mm. uh, we should start one Let's do it. Um, we just get a get you know we can get people to sign up for a contemplation challenge and we'll do 30 day contemplation challenge um and then we can sort of have some prompts and things like that for people to do and then we can kind of connect and to share that but just to get into the habit of doing contemplation on a on a daily basis um is a, is something that I would definitely impress on people. So I think the big thing for me in terms of a conclusion on that, you know, so for me, as you probably gathered from this, contemplation is a huge part of of my life and my sort of daily sort of routine. So it's kind of second nature for me to to sort of do. Um, but it's been great to sort of explore and like I've never I've never written that process down. It was only in preparation for this podcast that I think, okay, well, I've got to explain what it is that I do. Um, and so this preparation for the podcast got me to actually write out the sort of process. So um, that's been a huge benefit for me, just the fact that I've actually, you know, taken the time to write it out. <laughs> and it's kind of like having, a, you know, your gym things. I can go to the gym because I've been lifting forever and I have all these routines in my head. I can just go and come up with a program in my head you know just like that because i just do it um versus you know someone needing to have a personal trainer and they create a program and all that kind of stuff but this but this has helped me to pull that out and hopefully i can share this along to others as well but i think yeah at the very minimum let's get this 30-day contemplation challenge um going so yeah so that's the gig Okay, so I think that probably brings us right about nicely to a sort of 90 minute spot here. Um, some things I think to add from an admin point of view. One, um, as we mentioned, we've, you know, we have, well, this will go up on Mixcloud. Um, it's mixcloud.com slash digital com. Um, and then you can listen to the episode there. Um, when we do the show notes, we'll make the playlist available. So if you want to, you know, connect with the sort of playlist, that'll be there with it as well. Uh, we're on Twitter. So we're on Twitter um, at digital.com is our Twitter handle. So, and I think that's a good place to connect up with us if you want to sort of keep in, 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 you know, keep the engagement going and find out what we're doing and what we're pushing out. Um, there is a, um, I mean, there's a site coming, so we're, we're building uh, a website for, but in lieu of that, and maybe despite of that, we do have a, 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 a call of the newsletter, but you can subscribe to the podcast via 
um, email, basically. Um, and that's probably your best bet because then you get the episode delivered to your um, inbox when it's published. Um, and yeah, that's you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to the website. You don't have to. You don't have to go anywhere. It'll come to you. So that's the best way to um, enjoy it. Where where do people go to sign up for that play? Uh, well, they go to Twitter. It's a pinned tweet there. So they go to okay. Twitter so slash digitalcom. Yep. Um, I know we put it in the in our Facebook group but i didn't pin it it's not a pinned post so if you want to go to it just go to our twitter and but just in case because as you know not everybody loves twitter like you do so in the facebook group is that the wisdom cafe group yeah but then i'll have to look for it in there if they want to find it i mean i can you know me i'm more of a facebook user than a twitter person i'd rather go there and if i can't find it you know leave a message so yeah the other thing on the i'm gonna say yeah another on the twitter also um you'll find a link to uh the mixed cloud page as well so you don't have to sign up for twitter that's the other beauty of it you know if you just go to twitter and digital calm you can get what you need you don't actually have to have an account Um, whereas if you're not a facebook user um yeah you, you know, you're not into you're not getting into the group you see what i'm saying so this is more public i guess um so that's the best way easiest way get on that mailing list and you don't have to worry about twitter facebook or anything else you just good old-fashioned email baby mm, absolutely <laughs> uh, it's your best bet um and then we'll let you know when the site's up and you can be in that space but even even when the site's up email is the best game in town and i think that's probably about it really unless you got any other things that you want to add to the equation i kind of know i mean there's this as you say there's the places to come and, and hang out with us um and really we're trying to just work out where you know how we can make that sort of smoother for people um, who want to just enjoy this conversation and to join in the conversation um, around the episodes our aim is to do one a week we're doing we're going to do a series of six um, and then we'll probably take a a break for a week Um, but if you're listening to them on a regular basis you'll know that because we'll let you know Um, but yeah we are the other thing we have next week we hadn't mentioned was the tumblr page didn't we so there's also oh yeah tumblr. yeah that was yeah. it tumblr exactly so how can is it's digital calm at tumblr if people are on tumblr yeah so for again if you you can access tumblr without having to be a member of tumblr um although it encourages you to, to get an account but you can find us at tumblr um and there it's the it's tumblr uh it's digitalcalmblog.tumblr.com digitalcalmblog.tumblr.com yeah so that's another space but as i said just get on the mailing list and then you don't have to belong to any social network (laughs) and it's just much more easier that way and okay and I think that will be a wrap. And thanks for listening uh, in. And I doubt anyone caught it on the radio stream because I didn't uh, push it out that it was on there. But in case anyone does have it bookmarked and it pinged you that this 
station was broadcasting something out. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, live. And we're going to, I think now that that process works and I kind of figured that bit out, I think even when we record these, I'll have it playing across the radio streamer for those that want to participate or listen to it live. And then they can, can come over with us via Twitter in terms of if you want to actively participate um, in the session. All right. So All right. that's it. That's us.